Good evening to all of our great and wonderful listeners, and welcome to the Western Pennsylvania Game Changers podcast, where we talk about charities that are doing great things in Western Pennsylvania and beyond, and how we as volunteers can help them. I'm Chris Hoke, former defensive lineman with the Pittsburgh Steelers. With me are my wonderful co-hosts, Lisa Mitchell and Tim Campbell. How are you both doing? Great. Absolutely superb. Yeah, it's great to see you. It's been a while since we've seen each other, so it's great to be together again. And uh, during this episode, we're going to talk about several great volunteer opportunities. You can learn more about these opportunities by going to either Just Serve website or the Just Serve app. The website is www.justserve.org. The app is available for free from Apple's App Store or Google Play. Just Serve is a free service provided by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My co-hosts and I are members of that church, but anyone can use Just Serve. As our regular listeners know, we also have a Facebook page. You can find it by searching for Western Pennsylvania Game Changers with Chris Oak on Facebook. You can see pictures taken at recording sessions and receive updates about new episodes that are being released. Please be sure to like our page and share it. And tonight, we are excited to be joined by an amazing woman who does so much good in the city of Pittsburgh, Joyce Davis, the executive director for the Lincoln Park Community Center. But first, before we get to Joyce, we want to talk with Tim. Tim has been doing wonderful things in our country over the last month. And Tim has been out on the front lines fighting this new coronavirus. <laughs> and so, Tim, why don't you take us to the front lines and tell us what you've been doing? Chris, it's amazing. When we did our last podcast recording, I was text right here this evening. I remember yeah, this that. Evening, yeah. I said, oh, my goodness, I just got a, I just got deployed. Yeah. So I went to um, I went and served with uh, DMAT, Disaster Medical Assistance Team, to serve um, – um, in the coronavirus response, I was out in California, and we were taking care of a lot of the folks who were coming back from China as well as from, from uh, one of the cruise ships to get and, and manage them and help them out through their quarantine, manage any medical issues they have. And it was, it was a pretty eye-opening experience. Yeah. But one thing I was really impressed with is uh, like, to love with you, like a lot of the, the fear-mongering, yeah. the, the, the beating of the drums that has been taking place. This is being treated pretty much like a droplet transmission, same as if you had had a flu. We have uh -huh. the same amount of PPE. If a person's beyond six feet from you, you don't necessarily have to wear a face mask. Yeah. You know, that's double the distance that a, uh, like a droplet transmission would occur. If we were working closer to people, then we'd put on the appropriate mask and gloves and, and, um, and gowns if necessary. Yeah. But it was, it was good. It was meaningful. It was purposeful work. Good. And I think by doing so, we were able to um, really kind of stave off off the, the transmission of that disease, we, I don't think we had any illusions that we were going to stop it from getting into our country because there's so long of an incubation time with this where most folks were asymptomatic with it. But by virtue of the fact that in those people could have gone throughout the country, started up another little centers of, of self-propagating virus. We were buying time, time to strengthen our defenses, harden our, our public health resources, have people prepare and do what they can to improve their well-being and mitigate the, the response. So it was it was meaningful. So so let me be clear, Tim. Let, let's be clear here. So you are telling me that this coronavirus, this plague that's going to be the plague of all plagues is just like the flu. Well, Chris, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. And I, okay, I'll explain, say that. Explain. Okay, if here, I'll click up pen a couple times, and I'll stroke my chin as I think about this. But the bottom line is, um, 
the coronavirus we get exposed to all the time. It's 20% of all the flus that we get. I mean, okay. the colds that we get every year. Then why is this one different? Why this is one, the media and why is everybody making this such a big it deal? It seems to transmit so much more. For instance, for every time a person gets a flu, they will spread it to about 1.3 people. They call that the R0 or R0. Coronavirus is much higher. It averages probably about 2.3, which means that for every one person will get it, two to three will do it. Uh, two to three people will get it. And some centers, they think maybe up to four to five may get it. So it's much more transmissible. It also has a higher mortality rate than the regular flu. Every year, we lose about 50,000 Americans to flu. And for most folks, it's not a real big concern. However, you know, generally the folks who get it are those who are, who are sick or immunocompromised. With this virus, 2 to 3% may die. And it's usually those who are more frail, more elderly, those who have other medical issues. Like, But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When this all plays out, when it's all said and done, don't you think the percentages will be about balanced with influenza? I, I do. I'm going to say this in a couple different ways also, because if you think about it, um, every year what happens to the flu virus in April, May? It seems to decrease. You know, they have seen this before with Mars and SARS. Come SARS, come in the springtime, the, the numbers decrease. We're optimistic that that's what's going to happen, too, because more often when you have cold, dry air, the virus seems to be transmitted a little bit more. If it's warm, humid air, it doesn't seem to transmit as much. How this is going to play out? That's God's call. I think yeah. he's the only one who really kind of knows. But we got to do the preparation that we can now. Yep. But the things we can do? Enhance your well-being. Take a multivitamin. Take zinc lozenges. Actually, have some antiviral activity. There's a lot of other cold products out there. They have no data to show yeah. there's any benefit. Vitamin C has some soft data that it might help. And by buying time, we might be able to have more time to develop more antivirals. And there's a lot of pipeline antiviral drugs that are out there. There's a lot of work doing on three different companies that are do, do, developing vaccines. We're just buying time until we can get that in, in play. But, you know, Chris, love with you. To answer your question directly, we survived Zika virus. We survived West Nile virus. The, you know, the, the, we heard about um, SARS and MERS. We heard about swine flu. We've mm -hmm. heard about all these viruses. Mad cow disease. Mad cow disease. You know, oh, the Mayan calendar. Remember yeah. that? 2012. Yeah. You know, the whole world's going to end. No, no, it, no. It, it hasn't happened. You know, and if anything, I just want to assuage a lot of people's concerns. It's not what the media is hyping us up to be. Yeah. I really believe that. Well, how about this? All this, all these multivitamins and sink tablets or whatever. How about this? Stay hydrated. Exercise. Get your sleep Bingo. and practice good hygiene. Spot stinking on, right on. The natural you, ways those, those of things, staying healthy. You know, for instance, there's a couple things too. How many times a day do you think you touch your face every hour? What's your best guess? Joyce, what do you think? Probably 10. Mm -hmm. Chris? Uh, me, probably 20. <laughs> Lisa? I keep touching my chin right now. Uh, five? Yeah. We actually average about 15 times an hour we touch wow. our face, eyes, and mouth. You know, so hand washing technique. If you sneeze or if you cough, wash your hands. You know, if you're going to be using surfaces, uh, you know, clean them once or twice a day. Your computer, clean it. Don't share your cell phone with somebody else. Don't share your pen with somebody else. Yeah. No, you know, that's, that's... I think we do those, pra those practices. It's not going to be as bad as we think. But protect our, those who are infirm, those who are elderly, those are the ones yeah. who are most vulnerable. Great stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here <laughs> on the Western Pennsylvania Game Changers podcast. Do those things and you will be fine. Well, we've got to get to our special guest because we are here to hear from her and hear about the wonderful things that she is doing. Joyce, you are doing down in Lincoln Park. So without further ado, Joyce, we are glad you're here. How are you doing? 
I'm fine. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, we, we, I, when I met you, and Lisa and I were, uh, and, and, and Ken served um, at the community center a few weeks back. And when we talked, we thought we have to have Joyce on here because you are a big supporter of JustServe.org. But not only that, you are a big supporter of the Lincoln Park community and all of the communities surrounding that area. So tell us how you got involved at the Lincoln Park Community Center. I actually had moved back from Ohio and came to the center to volunteer. Um, I came to see what was happening. I had gone there, it was my elementary school, and so I came back to see what was happening. There were opportunities to be involved in a food pantry, Uh and so I started volunteering. I came as a volunteer and really got to see some of the needs and and some of the, the possibilities of us being able to expand our services stayed and have um you know now retired and i'm a volunteer still so it's it's been exciting it's a great opportunity and just to piggyback after you know this conversation about staying healthy i can see the importance of us making sure people have the good nutrition that they need so that they can stay healthy Mm -hmm. because that's a big portion of your health if you don't have the food that you need if you don't have the soap and the other products it's very hard to keep your family safe i love that i'm glad you highlighted that we talked about hydration and sleep and exercise we didn't talk about good nutrition and that's an important part of what you do at the lincoln park community center because you're providing food for a lot of individuals who don't have the appropriate food right yes talk to us about some of the services that you provide at lincoln park One of the things that we do that I'm very excited about is we have a fresh veggie pantry. We do fresh veggies and fruit, and that's every Wednesday. So a family can come and get a lot of fresh veggies and fruit, take it home and cook it. Not only are we giving them the information to how to cook it, we often have other things to help supplement it. So some of those pantries, we may have meat, we may have canned goods, um, we want to help people eat better, yeah. knowing that if they get this fresh food, that that's going to enhance not only their health, but also it'll teach them and, and it'll give them an opportunity to have things that they may not buy. So sometimes it's a watermelon. It might be cantaloupes, bags of apples, pears, all kinds of things, yeah. strawberries, um, broccoli, and we usually have some sort of information that we're giving them as to how to cook it. We have the, the recipe cards. We have information in our newsletters. And we also many times have someone come in and do some taste tests. So they may cook it, show people how to yeah. cook it, and let them taste it. We have a program, it's called Cut, where people can come and learn how to cook the food. We give them all of the ingredients that they need to take home with them so they can cook that meal. We'll give them the recipe and we you know, coordinate with a local church so that we can be in their kitchen yeah. and show people actually how to cook it. So you we, don't just give them the food, you give them, you empower them. Yes, we, right? you know, cutting board, knives, the seasoning so that you can actually cook it and enjoy it, taste it, go home and cook it. This is, I mean, usually you think you hear about food pantries and people come and take food and they go home. I mean, you're, this is a full stop shop. Yes. You're coming to this community center and not only are you giving them food, but here is how you prepare this food. Here yes. are the utensils. Here are the resources. Here are the tools to make it happen. 
Joyce, I, I honestly, I feel like I know you, even though we've never met before tonight, because <laughs> I hear Chris, I hear Lisa, you know, I hear Ken all talk about you. They've been talking about you for months and wanting you on the, the show for so long. But I mean, we know that, you know, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, absolutely, they have the best nutrition. Yes. And that's so important for your immune, your immunity, your immune system. But um, where do these resources come from? How, how do you acquire those? Well, we, we do get funding from HUD. We get funding through our Pinnells Municipality. Good. We get help from the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Um, we raise money. You know, we get do- lots of donations. So people in the community help. People care about it. Local churches also, you know, provide us resources. So we, we get a lot of help. Tend to be more seasonal foods? Well, mainly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, for instance, just over the winter, what, what, would, what would somebody expect with a, um, a, the one weekly of fresh fruits and vegetables? Well, actually, last week there were strawberries. There were, there were white potatoes, sweet potatoes. We had Brussels sprouts. Wow. We had pears and apples, oranges and grapefruit. It's a good variety. Mm. And then we get like mixed food from places, some of the, the big stores. And so you, you may have pineapple sometimes, papayas, grapes. Boy, my papaya trees and my pineapple <laughs> trees in the backyard aren't doing real well in western Pennsylvania right now. That's amazing. So uh, it's a big variety. And, you know, there's meat at some of the pantries, not every Wednesday, but some Wednesdays there'll be meat, fish, you know, there may be chicken, you name it. It, it you know, a variety of, of different items. I saw on your website, on one of the pictures, Reese's Cups and Bacon. You had me from hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reese's Cup and Bacon. But there were also, you, you also had like a crayons and coloring, Dora mm-hmm. the Explorer coloring books in the back. Tell us a little bit more about that and those programs. So that was a special pantry we did at the Penn Hills Library. And we actually were able at that pantry to provide the coloring books and you know household goods personal care items we got those from the church of latter-day saints um a drive was done and bags were put together so that we were able to give our consumers things that we don't always have but washcloths deodorant you know hair care products and so that was an extra wonderful blessing for people because usually when you you're struggling financially those are the things that it's very hard to get and those are the things that teenagers you know feel really isolated if you go to school and your hair doesn't look you know as good you don't have deodorant like some of the other children you may find that that you're in a bad position and so when the church gave us those donations we were ecstatic and we were able to to pass that out at this special pantry we also at that pantry were able to use the food that the church had provided us we got a truck of food a a tractor trailer truck of food that came from utah um i got a call on Saturday, I got a call on Friday that a truck was leaving that day. Salt Lake. Salt Lake City, yes. It was leaving, and it would be here in Pittsburgh on Monday. And I first thought, this probably is someone just, you know, fooling around. I couldn't yeah. believe it. <laughs> and I could not be getting a tractor trailer load of food. But it was true. And as I, you know, looked up to see where the call came from, 
I was amazed. I mean, it, it was just amazing that we would get that much food. So we found a business that let us use their, um, you know, storage space. And we were so blessed. There were so many things, flour, pancake mix, canned beef, um, canned beef. There were just all kinds of staples, spaghetti, noodles, uh, things that wow. people really could use. We were just overwhelmed. And when the truck came on Monday, I, I just stood there. I could not believe it because, once again, I never had that much food. <laughs> <laughs> and so we extended it and did the pantry, the special pantry at the library, serving actually more people than we normally even are able to serve. We use that food at our center, and we'll continue to use it. But those are the kinds of things that people who don't know the people from our community, when they reach out and help us, it means so much because I can share with people and let them know that there are people who care about you. There are people who are trying to help you, people you don't even know. But that's just the way that, you know, people who have that love of God share and reach out and help people. And it, it was just it was just blew our minds. We could not believe it. I love to hear that. So that, that's awesome that you guys were able to do that in such a quick turnaround time. You know, to find a place for all the food, to get it organized. I know my kids and I went down and we volunteered, and it was amazing to see the people that came. Even one um, lady that we were helping um, carry her stuff out to her car. You know, she's like, "Is this going to be here for a while?" We said, "Absolutely. Go tell your friends, family. Go mm-hmm. get anybody and come back." And she did. She brought her sister with her and came back and got more things because there was still plenty. Yes. You know, of food and other personal items to go around, and it was awesome to see how grateful everybody that came were. So you did a great job in such Thank a short you. window of time getting it all set up. Yeah. Choice. It was wonderful. So let, me, let me ask this question. You talked about getting this big old tractor trailer load of food from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How did you get that set up? How did that come about? I reached out to my volunteers, my regular volunteers, and one had a business that was able to, you know, they, I think they got a, a, a piece of equipment to unload the truck. Yeah. It yeah. kind of happened by people yeah. who were more knowledgeable about that kind yeah. of stuff than me. Um, but my volunteers just really, you know, searched okay. until we found a, a location. How did how did you connect with the church? Like, how did you communicate with the church? How did you sign up, or how did how, how did you apply for that donation? But actually, it came as a surprise to me. Did it really? Yes, I didn't know. I oh, knew wow, nothing okay. about it. Okay. When my first knowledge of it was when I got that phone call. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> I mean, it was. I kept telling people, "Can you believe we're getting a tractor That's trailer of food?" No, clue. no, I did not know. No, I was That's overwhelmed. It, it was Absolutely. overwhelming. Absolutely, yes. and uh, Joyce, I saw on your on your website your mission statement, and to summarize it, it basically said, "Serve all people and treat them." You know, all all with uh, the utmost dignity and respect. And then you had a sentence after that that was really, really cool on the website. It said, um, real compassion means taking action. And as soon as I read that, it reflected on me back to James 2, 18, where it says, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. And again, your logo is the, what is it, the intersection of compassion, action, and oh, there's another one. I'm blanking on it. 
Conviction. Conviction. <laughs> Conviction. Compassion. Action. And that's the whole whole uh, the whole kit and caboodle, isn't it? Putting your yes. your your faith into action. Yes. Is that really the, that's a driving uh, feature for? Yes, it definitely is, and it's the it's when you see people that don't have. It gives you that drive. I need to do something about it because it's easy to just stand back and watch, or we can do something and alleviate the suffering, help people get to that next level, and also show them the love of God by what we do. Gotcha. I, I got a sense also in reading the site that you know those who receive the food from the food pantry or from the closet, um, the the um, the clothing closet, that. It's it's not expected, but it's encouraged to go ahead and have folks continue to serve in in the pantry as well. Is that true? Definitely, I think they understand what people are going through, and so they can take people, talk to them, support them, and then they get that positive feeling of being able to give back because it's so powerful to be able to help others. And we want people to have that positive experience. Gives them an ownership in it. Yes. Gives them stewardship with it. Yes. Sure, sure. That's a great way to maintain your, your self-respect and dignity as exactly. you receive as well, is to serve others at the same yes. time. And um, no, I think that's wonderful that you are getting others involved. Those who are receiving are now giving as well. Um, it just uh, The whole thing is just, is just a wonderful, wonderful uh, um organization. Tell us about this uh, closet. Tell us about the clothing closet. So we started with a little clothes that we had, but it's grown, drastically grown. We have a clothing closet. We ha- I have volunteers who come out and really put the clothes out, make sure that everything is hung really nicely. We, it, we are really wanting to make sure we're giving people things they can use. Mm-hmm. If something comes to us and it's just not you know, right. We have an, an opportunity to give that to another organization and they are able to use the cloth and they can use the buttons so that everything can be used. But we want to help people get stuff that they really need. And one nice thing is that one of the sisters makes blankets for our families. Um, and we just get so many donations. It's, it's overwhelmingly wonderful. It makes me really excited. If I have a family who has a special need, you know, there are members of the church that I can call, and if I need a special size blanket, I'm going to get that blanket because of the caring and the love for people who have a need. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, You talked about the clothing closet. What other, like, after-school kind of programs do you have I saw on your website? So there are, in our building, there are other programs, which they're not our programs. Mm-hmm. They are t- really tenants in the building, but there's after school, there's Head Start, the public library is in our building. Um, we also have a private daycare that's in the building. Oh, that's nice. And you mentioned also Just Solutions? Yes. Tell so us a little bit about that. Just Solutions is a new organization that we really have just started up, and we received our 501c3 letter. Um, we're really excited. Our goal is to really separate out the social service, the, the, the food pantry, those kinds of services, and kind of put those things together, and then to do another piece, which is going to be a separate organization that will do recreation um, events. So we're, we're kind of evolving with that and just starting to get started. But Just Solutions 
will give us an opportunity to really focus on the things that people need for their homes, the, the food, the, the furniture, the housing, hooking them up with community resources. Boy, just solutions. How'd you get that name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part of it is us working together, caring about our community, and linking our community to the resources. That's a just solution for some of the problems that people are dealing with. And we really think about that just peace coming from Jesus, the, who has and taught us what justice would look like, and, and trying to, to bring that same kind of, of feeling and, and opportunity for people to grow, to get what they need, and to be able to move forward yeah. and help others. Absolutely. What kind of support do you have from the community, the Penn Hills community, Lincoln Park area, and, and all of these programs? Are they very supportive? We get a lot of support. We get support and financial support and you know, material support from churches in our community, from our consumers come out and, and they make donations of clothes, you know, so that especially baby clothes, keep those baby clothes moving. We get a lot of support for people who will come and work at the center every week to help in the clothing closet especially. Fantastic. How does, so how does someone, if someone wants to receive um, food, uh, vegetables, fruit, uh, or clothing from the clothing um, closet, how would they sign up to get that? So for the clothing closet, you literally just come. It's in our building. The clothing closet is open when the building is open. You don't, there's no forms to fill out. You can come and just take the stuff. The racks are out most of the time. The only time I put them up is if we have so much food, we don't have any room for the clothes. Um, But that's usually the clothes are out and you can get them because Head Start families can get them. After school families, if you come to the library or if you come to the food pantry. On Wednesdays, you literally just show up. We will sign you up and get you food right then and there. The second Saturday, it, we try to really serve Penn Hills people or people who don't have a pantry in their area. And then we do one on the Monday after, which is more for people who may be disabled, can't be in a big you know, group. Yeah. They, they need some special help. I have a group who comes from Spectrum Charter School, students, and they help them yeah. so that it's a smaller pantry. Wonderful. But literally, Wednesday, you just come. You know, yeah. I asked them not to come before 4.30 because we have school buses and we right. can't take up all the room in the street. We have to leave room for the school buses. After that, you just come and get your food. So you heard that from Miss Joyce. You come <laughs> and, and she food. will provide you with the food you need to help you re- receive the nutrition uh, that you need in your life. And do not come before 4.30. <laughs> Listen to Miss Joyce. Right? So, so. I have to assume that you are in need of volunteers. I know that people from the community that receive also come and they serve. We've talked mm-hmm. about that. But there is also need of a larger number of individuals. Yes. How can these individuals, what, what are the needs of volunteers at your community center? I can always use volunteers after the Wednesday pantry because there's always stuff we need to clean up the next mm-hmm. you know, day. There's leftover veggies that we want to put out so people can see them. We want to refurbish and, and restock the clothing closet lines because people take the stuff. Yeah. Let's put more stuff out. Sure. So we're always willing and able to have more volunteers. Perfect. They can literally, you know, you 
if they're con contacting us through Just Serve, that's fantastic. And we get a lot yeah. of volunteers. We yeah. get fantastic volunteers from Just Serve. Wonderful. We're and always so, excited. So you are on Just Serve, just to yes. make that clear. That's yes. absolutely, that's, that's so great. And um, when you talk about people that they they come, is there a screening process? Is there some kind, or is it just show up like you do? Just don't come before four thirty. Same kind of deal, or how do you for become volu a volunteer through just for serve? volunteers? They when they apply for just one one line, I get a notification when they want to come. Yeah. And, and so that's that works do you have very any, well. Do you, do you have to go through a screening process or do you just welcome, come one, come all? We welcome volunteers. Good. Good. <laughs> we Good. welcome volunteers. I have Fantastic. something for almost anyone to do. I mean, I have volunteers who are in wheelchairs. That's fine. We have things that you can do sitting down, yeah, but, standing up. But I saw on your website, don't come if you're sick. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Yes. yes. Just, just want to make that abundantly clear. Yes. It's a basic yes. rule, right? Yes, yes. It's yep. a basic rule. Yep. And I also saw that you have special opportunities, like if you have a special skill. Is there any special skill you're looking for at the moment or any special opportunities going on that you're kind of looking for? Those maybe one-off volunteer opportunities. Organizing in the clothing closet is okay. a big piece. Okay. We're, we're trying to really organize it. We get lots of volunteers, especially down the when it gets close to the changing of the seasons yeah. because instead of putting away things that people have and worn right. they you know are now donating it right. and so we could use extra help at the clothing closet at this point in time okay are there certain days times that you would prefer those clothing closet helpers to it's come? usually on tuesday wednesday or thursdays okay. the volunteers come and right. work on on the clothing closet okay and then I wanted to also ask you, I can like feel the love that you have for what you do. And I love hearing, you know, our guests that come on the show, like any special experiences or anything that you've had that just Great really question. like solidify, like, yes, this is why I love what I do. Do you have any of those opportunities that you would be willing to share with us and our listeners? One would be often we'll have people who are in wheelchairs, who you know, have a hard time getting food or they may come in like one of the taxi services brings them. And I'm always really excited when we're able to really help them get all the stuff that they need. Right. I, and they're leaving excited with, you know, maybe a watermelon that they normally wouldn't have. Uh, and that always pleases me that when we're really able to help those who really have to struggle to get there. Right. I always worry to make sure that our seniors have the resources that they need, the food that they need. The other is when I see the young people get things like the, the you know, toothpaste, the combs, yeah. the brushes, and the deodorant that especially the church gave them. Right. You know, that really touches me because you know that you can easily become a target if you don't smell good, you right. can become a target if you don't have, you know, sure. the things that everyone else has. Right. So it, it's the little things, yeah. socks, yeah. you know, it may be a, a new sweater because a lot of times we'll get new clothes that, you know, no one put it on. And now, right. now it's at the clothing closet. And when you see somebody stop and get that and it really, their face lights up. Right. That to me is just special because right. you know that that's something they don't have the money for right. but it makes them so happy to have it and it's also the joy that the person who's given it away knows right. that 
you know, I'm not just hoarding it up in my house. Right. Now I'm letting somebody else be able to benefit from that. Right. There was a lady I had spoken with, and we, um, they had the church had also donated, you know, like toy paper, like paper goods, right? Mm-hmm. And so they had paper towels, and she said, "Oh, how many of these can I have?" You know, and we, we said, you know, we had plenty, we had extra, you know, we could give right. away. And she said that she takes care of um, a couple of other kids, you know, after school, so some of the moms can work. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I always need this. Like, thank you so much." And so we just were able to load her up and help her out, and just to see that that something as simple as that really helped her in her day to day life was awesome and see how grateful she was yes for that i had one lady who had had i think she had had a tumor and so now she needed you know protection she needed to pen and her daughter was at the center volunteering and saw that we had to pen and she's like can my mother come and get some i'm like definitely you know her mother came and she was so happy because those products are so expensive but so much needed you know she she started to cry she was so excited and thankful and you know those kind of things really touch you because we don't even think about it but the cost is is great and when you're in that kind of need there aren't a lot of resources to help you get those products Right. right there is something special about serving another and about seeing another's reaction, the yes. genuine reaction yes. Yes. To, to receiving these basic necessities of life that a lot of us take for granted. Exactly. And that they struggle to receive. Mm-hmm. And it's also just amazing to watch those individuals, the children. Yes. And the youth. Um, mm-hmm. those, 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 those youth and those children are near and dear to my heart. Yes. And you want to give them every opportunity to succeed in life. Yes. Right. And you talk about how the, the, the deodorant and the toothpaste and all those things that a lot of people take for granted is important to, to everybody, but important to them because right. you're right. If you don't, actually, if you don't have good hygiene, you get teased at school, you can get bullied at school and, mm-hmm. it, and that could hurt your self-esteem and that can yep. just mm-hmm. spiral and snowball into other things. So Joyce, it is an honor to have spent this evening with you. Um, you. Just to hear about your love and your concern and the care that you give to the Penn Hills community the lincoln park community center all those that that are associated there um it is a special work that you are engaged in and thank Thank you you, uh, for what you do um when we wanted to want to thank our two co-hosts lisa and 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 our good man tim over there and he's always doing great things and um, just, just grateful for this podcast that we're able to highlight amazing individuals like you, Joyce, and what your organization does. And we want to thank our listeners, too, for joining us each and every month. And for me and for all of us, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend. Pass it along and let them know about the, the wonderful things that, that we're talking about here and how we're trying to highlight good people like Joyce and her organization Um, because they are really doing amazing things. And to learn more about Joyce and the Lincoln Park Community Center or any other groups that we've discussed in this episode, you can go to www.justserve.org and you can find more information. You can volunteer right from that site. And Joyce and the Lincoln Park Community Center need you. 
So please go there and uh, volunteer. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like I said, tell a friend, but also rate us on your podcast provider of choice. And make sure to subscribe because every time you, when you subscribe, every time a new podcast comes out, you get a notification. And I know you can't wait. <laughs> I know you can't wait for the next episode. So please do that. And also remember to look us up and like us on Facebook. Help us help these great organizations like Lincoln Park Community Center. Ladies and gentlemen, and until next time, roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Mm-hmm.